Have you ever wondered what hypnosis might be and what it can do for you? You've come to the right place. Welcome to Hypnosis Everywhere with your host, Inez Simpson. This is the show that talks to everyone from the experienced practitioner to the cautiously curious and, yes, even the skeptics. Now, here's Inez Simpson. Well, hello and welcome back to Hypnosis Everywhere. And guess what? This is our New Year edition, even though we played a, a replay of um, Bruce Lip- Dr. Bruce Lipton on New Year's, and that was awesome. And if you missed it, it's still there. You can still go back and see it or hear it, either one. Uh, but understand that this is our sort of um, anniversary. An anniversary. Thanks, of, Martin. Of sorts. Well, we started this a couple of years ago, and it was uh, in January, so we're considering it our anniversary. From this very studio. From this. Which, which also looks a lot like <laughs> your <laughs> second bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it sort of looks like our office, yes. And um, the only thing we're going to talk about today is a few different topics. We're not really staying on site. We're sort of just going to go with the flow. Uh, but what we really want to talk about, because New Year's, everybody will be talking about resolutions as usual and goals and all those things. So I'm just going to sort of maybe tell you what I do, which is nothing like <laughs> a nor- normal, sensible, conscious, rational thinking will take you. And uh, Martin, maybe you want to put in a note on that. Well, let's just, because everybody else is, so why would we not follow the herd and talk <laughs> about resolutions, but from a different perspective, because you have a different perspective on resolutions and mission statements and mantras and all that literally conscious yeah, okay. uh, approach to things. Well, as you know, I'm a hypnotist and I work in deep states and I do all that stuff. So I sort of rely much more on what I call my superconscious, which is that part of my mind that knows a lot. My conscious thinks about it rationally and usually gets it wrong. <laughs> in the past, even before I became a hypnotist, I noticed that when I didn't follow my gut, my intuition, I, the choice was never correct, and I had to remake and choose to make another decision. Mm-hmm. So even when you're setting goals and doing it, on, there's nothing wrong with that if you're one of those type of person that can, can do that. I, I don't happen to be one. So I have to go with my gut, and I have to go with my inner mind. So I do a lot of inner work to get the outer work functioning in, in the right flow. Can you explain that to them if I didn't <laughs> okay, so we'll confuse them totally? <laughs> I'll translate that. Yeah. <laughs> that, um, that Inez comes at it from, or in my understanding, is you come at it from uh, uh, an inside voice sort of thing. You hear voices. No, no. I don't hear voices. <laughs> I wish it did. It'd be a lot easier. But there's, there's, there's <laughs> lots of ways to approach something, but the, the, what's the end game or what's the purpose I think what we find with resolutions is we make a resolution or have a game plan or set goals and then one or two things happen. Either we stop going after the goal or even worse, we actually hit the goal and then we go, okay, now what? As a, it, it's, a, it's a path. And there's also but, another aspect to that is that when you um, do that intentionally setting the goal mm-hmm. and it's somehow then you go, okay, uh, that doesn't feel right. That yeah. It's not sitting right and you have to choose again to change it, and you have to be open to that. You need to be open to it. I know I, when I was in my office, I now only do work from home and because I travel so much. But when I had an office, I had a partner in the office, and she said, you've always known where you were headed. <laughs> I laughed because I didn't have a clue. But the thing that I do is I trust what's happening inside, and I'm following 
intuitively where I need to go. Is there sometimes that I made a mistake? Sure. But I can choose to change it right then. And that's a learned approach. And right? it's a learned approach, yes. And it's a lot about trusting and choices. We'll talk yes. about through the yeah. show today. Yeah. Yeah, I want to just read this on uh, sort of, because whenever you're looking at something important in life, you always look to celebrities and movie stars, but of course they, because of course they got it all right. <laughs> but this was Michelle Williams at the Golden Globes. Actually, she was talking about um, abortions and stuff. But anyway, she said, I thought it was pretty good. I've tried my very best to live a life of my own making, not just a series of events that happened to me, but one that I can stand back and, well, when I stand back and look at and recognize my handwriting all over it, sometimes messy, sometimes scrawling, sometimes careful and precise, but it's the one I made. Yeah. There's the other thing about that is uh, when you're making those goals, most of us make them in negative ways. Think about the the affirmations people design mm-hmm. for their, mm-hmm. you know, for their New Year's and they all, I'm not going to smoke anymore. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do this. It's all negatively implanted stuff, and it's very difficult to attain something that comes from the negative impulse. Because what you're talking about is that there's not just this, okay, I'm going to make $1,500 a month more this year or yeah. 100000 or whatever, that, that consciousness, because you're not just that thing. No. So if there's, if there's something that's not in a harmony or an agreement yeah. with you in the whole part, as you were, yeah. then it's not going to work. So it really has to be your path. You have to be deciding. And that's a matter of work. I, for me, it's working. You have to start to learn how to trust. You have to say, okay, I don't know. That feels okay. That feels In the moment, that feels okay, so I'll go with it. Even if it's the wrong thing. Yeah. It's bringing that voice forward, yes. as it were. And, you know, you call it work, and I think it is work on a, some level. But it's also, for me, maybe for me only, I don't know, might be different for no, you, it's just you. It's you. <laughs> is that intuitively if I follow that and what I do is I don't it's not I'm not looking far ahead I just uh, do one footprint at a time mm-hmm. I go in which one I think is the right one I just move I don't plan it out so when that person says you always get where you're going to go you're always wanting to be there um, I just did one step at a time and I never looked forward I think, but it is a truism now you're on a path and it is a path you are, your whole being is in agreement with. Yeah. Although you don't know where that path's going or what the next step is, you just know you're in it. Yes. And and the decisions are made to stay, the only decision you make is to stay in that path or in that place. Yes. That frequency. Whatever that is. Yeah. And every day we do it, really. And I think that's, you know, when you hear, again, let's talk about movie stars because they're the most important things in our lives. <laughs> when they say, oh, I'm so happy because this is what they want to do, be an actor, and, and they get paid for it. And, but very few people, very few actors get paid, but very few people are, find that path um, right away or even understand that they could find that. I think that's the thing. They even understand they can find that. There is something for that person. And if it's, oh, well, I need to do better at my job, right? And, become a better accountant or whatever, that may not be the right that thing. That may not be where you're going. Um, I've had quite a lot of clients come in lately and say, just, I don't really know where I want to go. I know I want to do something different. And so then it's exposing then it's yourself about, to that. Yeah, and it's, and it's searching inside what that is. What are, What is that that gives you a good feeling? What is it that makes some passion? What is it that makes you enjoy what you're working at? Mm to allow it just to be part of the life and, and moving forward and not looked on as a job. So what you're saying is, is the resolutions and goal setting and plans are 
are great tools, but they're not the end. They're not the, uh, the no. actual thing. No. They're to get you to the thing. You know, there's so many parts of us, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody knows. I, I, to make it simple, you know, the mother part of you, the father part of you, the whatever, and all the parts, the parts that want this. I want to go, I want to be famous like an actor. Mm-hmm. I want to be famous. Then there's a part that says, yeah, but what if I don't make it? Mm-hmm. What if I do? And there's always this continued mm-hmm. thing inside. The failure part. That's where the failure parts, yes. They're out of fear mm-hmm. or out of protection or out of anything. So that's where hypnosis comes in to uh, allow that to be found out and shifted. And it becomes the norm just to start going with the flow in in a flow of getting where you need to be. Mm-hmm. There's also, I noticed one of the things they talked about, because everybody's talking about New Year's resolutions, is do we actually make any choices? Because are we, are we just in a stream of little tiny decisions and we never really are, are really consciously able to step back and say, except for New Year's, we all step back and say, well, I'd like to, and all that ever accomplish this thing. But really, do you, do you want to do that? Because yes, after, after that first step back, everything's just a flow. Life is a flow of decisions. Uh, a little changes, etc. And sometimes you look back and go, "Wow, I'm glad I made that big decision." We probably didn't. You just turned left instead of right one yeah. day. And also, the ultimate is: Are you in something that's fulfilling you? Yeah. The other thing is that many things are choices, are shoulds. Shoulds, yeah. That's yeah. And people say, "I should stop smoking. I should move forward and do pick something better to do." There's the shoulds, and the shoulds never go anywhere. Yeah, shoulds. That's uh. A non, non-entity, I should. And, uh, and, and, you know, not wanting any change is a choice, just like any other yeah. choice you make. We make thousands of little decisions, like you say, every day, and one of them, they all have an impact on mm-hmm. some level. And on that topic, um, the perennial question you get this time of year is, well, this year I'm going to let me learn hypnosis. Let's just yeah, go on with your topic. Yeah. And... What's the best? What's the best teacher? What's the best way? What's the best course? What's the yeah, best? What? What's the best? There is no best teacher. Well, maybe beside <laughs> me. No, there is no best teacher. There is no best way. There's something that you have to do some investigation and to see how it plays out. And the little tiny decisions you make along the way will make the difference. So, Personally, for me, mm-hmm. I, I was teaching people to be hypnotists, and I also teach people how to do some protocol. But I've found that mentoring has helped a huge amount for clients, uh, for the people that are going into hypnosis and learning hypnosis. So for me, and I've noticed it's a, a big thing since I started, because I, you know the differences from when I was teaching it. I taught it to them. They had these many days in anywhere from, eight to 20 days of teaching that I did or mm-hmm. whatever. But when now that I'm mentoring, I'm finding what they're missing. And so what explain the mentoring concept? Well, the mentoring concept for me is even if you're not handed to me, you can do most of this. Uh, I would, I do like it to part of it be right here with me. Right. So mm-hmm. we have, you know, uh, practice, days. practice days or whatever, but, the mentoring allows people to do it by video and come back and I can say to them, this is right and mm-hmm. you could tweak this, you could make this. That's the whole difference from when you go take the course and you practice and you go home and you go and you practice your own thing, right? Mm-hmm. Because what I see you doing is, well, you, it's like you're following them whenever they're, they want to work because it's their schedule too, yeah. within, within the reason. 
but when they want to work, you can be there with them because of the magic of internet and videos yes. and, and things like that. So the you're, magic of internet. Whereas, like you say, in seven days, after seven days, it's overwhelming information and it's pretty, pretty much overload. And then yeah. if they don't do something afterwards and there's no reason to do something afterwards. Well, as people start practicing, they run into different things because mm-hmm. everyone's different. So only experience teaches those things. Right. So if they have an experience, then I can help them with that, and I can I can say this is what you could have done, or this is what would be better, or for me this works, uh, you know. And, and given the mentoring and the theory behind it, but also what you do in the moment. Yeah, and I know also notice you it saves them a lot of time because a lot of a lot of us doing a new project, of course, we have no really good idea of what which direction to go in. So we do, okay, well, this is the first step, I think, and this is the second step. Oh, wait a minute, I'm going to go back to that first step. I wasn't quite sure. You're able to say, no, it's good. First step's good. This is where you go next. This is where you go next. So it saves yeah. them a lot of time It and saves effort. time, but it also it's also in real life as it comes up for them. Right. You yeah. can even follow them through, okay, I had this situation happen in my office, et cetera, et cetera, and you can help them with that. That's right. I've known many people who've taken hypnosis with the intention of being hypnotists, because some people just take it for fun mm-hmm. or for themselves. But those people, and if they didn't, the mentoring is what's missing. Yeah. Because when they go and they start working, they have no one to bounce it off. They have no one to say, this happened, it was great, and this just really worked well, or vice versa. Mm-hmm. And I had a problem with this lady, blah, 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 blah whatever it is. And they have no one to sound, have a sounding board who has enough experience already to give them feedback. Yeah, because I think if you're going to do anything, I think the, the, the biggest, one of the biggest uh, tools you can find in, in the world in anything is to get a mentor. Somebody A, yeah. you can trust, and B, will mentor you. Yeah. Because that's the biggest. See, I, I always called Jerry Kind my mentor mm-hmm. because, uh, I, I mean, I took his training and I watched his videos. But And the only time I had interactive with him was when I went to conventions. So I got to sit in with him and do that kind of stuff. So I still consider him my mentor, but I think it's really good. And in the UK, they do it. They do mentorship. Uh, Australia, Australia, they do um, what they call supervision. Mm-hmm. They don't call it mentoring, but they call it supervision. So they can come in a couple times a year, see if you need help with anything, all that kind of stuff. So I still think Jerry is my mentor because he did everything and, and, and got me thinking in the right ways and all those things. And, and that was done a lot of initially on video, right? Initially for me, it was on video. But, you know, there's few of us. There's a few that are so driven that they'll do it. But then you went out and actually did and practice. Then, but I did. That's the thing. You see, you had to go out and do the practice. To make and that's mistakes. the most difficult thing. And you need to do the practice. So you have to have friends and family or people who are willing to just come in and be your your practice subjects. You know? And I think that's in anything we do is, the, as you notice with students, but it doesn't, matter, doesn't have to be hypnosis. No. Is that, well, they, I'm not quite ready yet. I, I, I'm, because you're frightened yes. you're going to fail and make a mistake. Of course you're going to fail and make a mistake. That's part of the deal. That's part of the deal. But you start to know how to remedy your mistake mm-hmm. and how to change that into a, a attaining an optimum outcome. I think if, if you do have one resolution and you're a person that's one, always wanted to learn something or do something, maybe it's stop taking so many courses. Oh, <laughs> just yeah. take the one with you. No, <laughs> it's fine. But actually, it's true. Many people will keep taking courses and stop 
working. Because it's, it's like staying They don't at implement what they learn and then move to the next one if they want. It's like staying at school, so you don't yeah. have to deal with real life. Yeah. But it's, it's not hypnosis. You notice anywhere, I mean, internet yeah. marketing, anything, it's they buy the courses and they buy the courses and they buy the courses. I, the next book is going to help me. The next course is going to help yeah. me. It's just fear. I have to do one more thing. Yes, it's lack of confidence. So as a hypnotist, you can do a lot of work on self-confidence. So mm-hmm. it isn't just about taking the training. It's about doing the work to get yourself in the right place. And that isn't always the resolutions. Resolutions are very conscious, mostly. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, and it's just if you how do you get how okay how do we get started in something? Well, you just get started. That's you, right. You just launch yourself off. You launch, yeah. And then keep going. And you would say to keep going, which is the most important thing, is a expect things to change. A expect not to get it right. A expect there to be some. Please make mistakes so you can <laughs> learn. <laughs> That's what I say. Please make mistakes so I can teach you stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, and if we're doing hypnosis or whatever, then make it yours, right? Do it right. your way. Once you know the background, once you understand the rules of how the mind works as much as possible, we're still exploring that. We've had programs on that, mm-hmm. exploration of them, where our mind and where we're going. Uh, but at least when you have the background, at least enough so that you can start the rational part of your mind making decisions for certain things and then going with your gut and your inner self. And then just to give a little plug before we run out on this time on this segment, your uh, Simpson Protocol is what you teach. I mean, you teach hypnosis, but the Simpson Protocol um, four meth- days. method yeah. is four days. And where are you going to be in upcoming 2020? <laughs> just a quick plug. Oh, gosh. Okay. Well, first I'm doing one right here at home on Vancouver Island in Parksville. And from there, I think um, you got there's London on. You going to London, Ontario? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to London, Ontario. So two in Canada plus uh, Jackie Bellow is doing Calgary and Regina. So that isn't me, but we're still there's two four SPs in in Canada. And then in Huddersfield. And then Huddersfield. Huddersfield. That's York, in Yorkshire. Yorkshire, in the UK. UK. I'm excited to go there because it's supposed to be very beautiful. Right? What? Yeah, and Yorkshire's oh, a we're beautiful going in, place. We're going to be in April, so it won't be too bad. Well, yeah. <laughs> Just like here, it's a little wet right now, yeah. right? And then so I'm not expecting it to be like 85 degrees or something. Back to Australia and New Zealand and see how that is yeah. after this horrendous yeah. summer they've had. Plus, we're doing something very exciting. We are? Yeah, we're going to Portugal. Oh, yes. And Always. this isn't for you know the masses, but it's with my trainers, and we're having... What steam meals we should call Simcon. Yeah. Simcon. <laughs> Simcon. So we're all getting together and we're having a place in Portugal, which is going to be lovely in May. So that's going to be, that is going to be beautiful. That's going to be nice. Yeah. And for any of you listening, uh, I think another couple of plugs is this is the anniversary of the first show we did. We did a second uh, Wednesday in January. We started this whole schmozzle. Yeah. And that show, the first show, if you go back to where it all begins, I think if you want to have any questions answered on hypnosis, you covered pretty much everything in that show. As much as I could would be understood as a brand new person. Uh, There's lots more to it eventually as you become more knowledgeable about how how hypnosis can work. And there's so many styles. You've had so many people on that do things from very NLP or Sonian, all kinds. And you need to do your share of judgment and checking it out. Thanks very much. I guess we're going to break now. So we'll see you on the other side.
your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. We know lasers are in use in almost every aspect of the medical profession these days. Now there's a powerful, unique, and safe laser you can use at home. Quantum scalar wave lasers using Tesla technology allow the body to do what it does best, heal itself. Scalar wave lasers work down to the cellular level and can even reset cellular memory for outstanding outcomes. The quantum lasers use three different wavelengths in one laser for optimum results. It's government approved and safe for home use. For more information, visit Simpson Protocol slash lasers or click the banner on this show's webpage. Hi, this is Inez Simpson. Thanks for listening to the show, Hypnosis Everywhere. If this is the first time listening, well, we have a whole treasure trove of shows archived here and on Voice America page and on Hypnosis Everywhere website, all free for you to listen to anytime. The first year's broadcast showed the amazing diversity of the talent and the skills of those people who make up our fascinating hypnosis community. This season, Hypnosis Everywhere, the next level, will delve deep into where modern hypnosis is now taking us, the new discoveries and adventures as we explore this infinite mind of ours. And we explore Simpson Protocol Hypnosis that is taking us higher and deeper than ever before. We'll talk about the astounding insights that show us how our mind can shape and change our lives for the better. So come join us on Hypnosis Everywhere, amazing people who are on amazing adventures in this world of hypnosis. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You're listening to Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol. To reach the show today, send an email to Inez, that's I-N-E-S, at InezSimpson.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, welcome back, and I think Martin wanted to end up with something about the Esdaleinstitute.com, because I didn't tell you anywhere to go. <laughs> well, if you want information on, on the show, of course, if you're on Voice America, the Voice America page is all the information on hypnosis everywhere, all the, all the shows are there. Or just go to the website, Hypnosis Everywhere, and get the same thing. But for information on learning hypnosis, the free stuff, the self-hypnosis you talk about, esdaleinstitute.com, yeah. go there. There's four boxes. Pick your box, and it'll take you, give you all the information you need. Yeah. I, I'm really stuck on this free self-hypnosis bit. I think it's, I want to help anyone who wants to help themselves. Right. Now, if you're not wanting to help yourself, then you probably won't use it. But those of you out there, there's a good percentage that well, do. The, Please use the free self-hypnosis sites to get yourself started where you need to go. Yep, if that's all you do. But I, th- I think if people are not looking to help themselves, they're probably not listening to programs like this. So that's you, true. So I think you've probably got a captive audience that's there. That's true. So um, I think it's interesting that people, one moment, I'm just sorry, I'm ruminating here and getting kind of stuck. 20 years ago about is when I started do, learning hypnosis, just to give another year, 19 years probably. And at that time, I was totally so, for about four or five years after that, I was just doing nothing but hypnosis in my mind. It was a passion. It was everything. And I had done hypnosis when I was 10. I tell that story of when I hypnotized someone or my friends at 10 years old. <laughs> But it was always there. I just didn't know that's what it was I was supposed to be doing. 
or that would fill me up. Mm-hmm. And, right? and actually from you, just thinking about that with people who've had on the show, almost everybody who's a hypnotist that you've talked to yeah. um, came to hypnosis usually through pain yes, or, or discomfort or something, but you didn't. You came through intuition as it were. It was, you were looking for something in your life. Yes. I mean, just of all things, it happened to be that. I was talking to one of my students yesterday when I was mm-hmm. mentoring, and uh, she came by way of pain from the age of very young, age mm-hmm. chronic pain from car accidents, right. and blah, 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 blah. One years old, actually. No, that's a no. different one. Oh, different. There's quite Another a lot pain. of pain. Yeah, lots <laughs> of pain. But she went and got hypnosis, and it was in two days after maybe a good 10, a decade of nothing but pain mm-hmm. and trying everything else. She went to a hypnotist, and two de- two times later, she was pain free. Yeah. So she can use it any time. She knows how to do it. So that brought her to me to learn how to do it for herself. other people. Well, yeah, and that's what it brings us to. It. Especially if you've had a great outcome in hypnosis, people go, oh, "I'd really like to do this for other people." For other people, because it's just, I and mean, it's um, not much infrastructure, not much. Um, uh, what do you call it? Mechanical devices for hypnosis. It's just you. <laughs> the benefit is that you carry it around in your head. Yes, <laughs> that's right. All the machinery is in your head. Uh, there is help. You know, you have. You want to make your clients comfortable. All this kind of stuff, but within reason, because hypnosis could be done anywhere, as you see by street hypnotists. Any kind of, of you know, mm-hmm. it can be done anywhere. So it's about the the team of the the client and the hypnotist. And just making them, and I like to make mine comfortable. I'm kind of a soft, you know. <laughs> and I want to get on to, we're talking about a new year. Of yeah. You're moving to a new, you're adding a new program to the, the Simpson Protocol, which is a hypnosis pro- protocol. Yes, it's And it's something exciting. you've been uh, sort of looking or thinking that was important yes. in people's lives and you weren't quite ready well, to do it. What's one of the most important people's? In their relationships, especially in their lives, alcohol. <laughs> Ignore him. At sex, mm-hmm. it's even better than alcohol. And the relation, <laughs> the concept of the relationship. No, but the concept is that um, Kaz Riley was on the show. You can go back and listen to her show. I can't. Um, Martin can maybe put it on the page later if you want to revisit that. And she'll be back on February, and we'll be talking all about Valentine's sex. Day. So we have created together because she's been working in sexual issues with people for uh, most of her career, which mm-hmm. is well over, well, probably 18 years or something. And if it's wrong, that's close anyway. Um, but so she, I used her expertise and then I put it into the philosophy of SP and how we work. And so it's the holistic, holistic approach, sexual program. Mm-hmm. And so it's um, it's beyond working with most people think, oh, erectile dysfunction. And the poor guy gets the only one who has anything wrong, erectile dysfunction or pre-ejaculate. Well, because women don't have bodies. So uh, that's a, anyway, it's just, it's, it is interesting that that's, our society thinks in that way. Now, sex incorporates many, many things. And especially today, we've become more cognizant of it. We're much more open about it. We can frankly talk about it easier, not everyone. Um, But so the SP new thing is going to become so that the hypnotist understands the person that has an issue, male or female. Mm -hmm. And it can be anything. Their language knows what they're doing and, and understands what the issues in the cultural can be, in our society can be. 
and it can do all those sort of things, and especially things about gender. And also fertility is, a, is an fertility, issue. Yeah. And that's worked well in, with hypnosis. That's yeah. with that. Don't fertility spend all the money on the drugs. Think about, first of all. Yeah, especially when it's like $10,000. Mm-hmm. You can just do it for very, very, very much less. Yeah. Start, start with hypnosis. If you're open. Yeah, start with hypnosis at least before you do that. Yeah. And so what you're talking is not just sex, but the gender and the issue of gender. Yeah. Which never really occurred to me too much, but thinking, well, gender is gender, right? But it's not. Gender is a, is a social uh, construct. Yes. There's male and there's a body, which is male or female, in terms of the attributes, the genitals. Yeah. But that doesn't make the person that. No. And you were saying that I should There's mention. There's in between. Yeah. The body and the, and the who you are is clashing. And to give you uh, an example of, because um, I mean, I'm, I never really thought about it. To give you an example, there's a book called uh, The Invisible Sex, which is talking about archaeologists and how they find things. And, you know, we all think of the caveman or the, the, the Stone Age guys running around hunting big Whatever those things are called. Big Mastodons. Mastodons. Big, huge things. You know, 14 <laughs> guys with spears taking them down because tough guys. This is what they did. Now, there's a small bias there because all archaeologists were white males coming from Europe, typically. So they had that, that they were living in that society. So they brought that, even if they didn't mean to, they brought some uh, yeah. constructs with them. And a lot of the work was done in the 20s and 30s after the World War, First World War. So they were thinking, fighting, fighting, fighting. So, of course, everybody's fighting. Now, this female archaeologist come into the thing, and they go, where's the women? Well, no, the women, yeah, they just stayed in the cave and did nothing. Did nothing. <laughs> mastodons or something. And now they find, of course, that it probably weren't hunting those big things. They were probably scavengers. In fact, probably rabbits and small animals yeah. hunted into a net, woven by the women, was how probably they did it. Yeah. But the, the whole concept of, of gender it was, was brought in, well, men did this and women did that, because they were doing what yeah. in the 50s, what they did in the 50s. But gender is, is, a, is a movable feast, because there's a lot of women in those cultures they find now who think of themselves in, a, in a, what would you call a male role. They yes. want to be the warrior. They want to be this. And nobody has any objection to that because no. there is no split down the middle in that. And there's a lot of men who were in a woman's role, what we would consider a woman's role. And they had no problem. In fact, some of them said, well, I have two spirits, male and female. Yeah. And gen- we put gender on things. And what you were talking about is we're becoming uh, more aware of things. It's also becoming more aware of that there's problems when, if you have confusion yes. of gender. There's big problems because you don't know who you are. And because if society or your parents or whatever are saying, you do this, don't do that. And uh, let's say some little boys or little girls will be attracted to the supposed roles of the other gender. And then the parents are sometimes, they're getting much better today. I see good stories about that, about them and just letting the child grow up in the gender that they feel they are. And it's strange because for me, it's never been an issue. It's just, well, of course, that's what we do. Of course, we boys play with guns and girls play with Barbies and stuff. And 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 for people to say, yeah, that's that's just what you think. And that's just because that's how you were brought up, perhaps. 
I didn't play with dolls when I was a kid. You're weird. I know. I I went out and I played uh, when I was a little older, soccer with the boys or things like that. But I and I was never very athletic, and yet I played games that. I sort of was okay in, you know. But also because you've becoming more in contact with the well, people who touch on the LGBTQ yes. plus community. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of work that can be done to help people in that, yeah. in that situation. You know, essentially, it's all the same. We're all people. Mm-hmm. So as a hypnotist, all I have to do is find out what's blocking them to be who they want to be mm-hmm. and what they need to be. So it's for me, it's very easy to see that, and I can't make a judgment in SP, which is, you know, I don't do that. In regular, the most important part of the whole program with CAS and, and, and SP and anything is that you come from a place of honorability and uh, you don't judge. Well, I don't know so how to call it. What honorable. else? Hon- yeah. Being honorable, you know. Honorable. Okay. Honorable. Okay. Yeah. And honoring not, the client. You mean. And Yeah, honoring the client, but also getting to know the language of the speaking and, and all the how you can communicate frankly with that client. That's the most important part. Yeah, I see that in the, in the program. Is, there's, of course, this background on sexual issues, et cetera, and yeah. gender, but it's mostly about educating the hypnotist on um, the, the, what these people, where these people live, as it were. Yes. And so the particular problem, because a lot of us wouldn't even consider that, well, I don't understand, I don't understand. So like if they came to you and they yeah. say, well, I don't understand, so I don't, you don't even touch these clients because I don't understand what's their problem kind of yeah. thing. And that's what the program is mostly to help people open up to, these are people that need help just a, a lot. And again, it's about that perception and how you see things. So mm-hmm. if you can open up your per- perception, be more inclusive in your thinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we always, we've been indoctrinated by life here, wherever we are, our culture, our skin color affects how we were treated in this area of the world, in the Americas, um, maybe Europe too, I'm not sure. I don't know enough about that stuff. You're the one, the reader of all those books, Martin. But we're indoctrinated from a very... And it's, uh, and it's, and it's um, unconscious, if you will. It's, it's not a deliberate, no. I, oh, I don't believe women were doing anything in those days. It's just that's how... No. It's like saying, I don't have an accent. You have an accent, but I don't have an accent. <laughs> we don't notice. You don't notice your own perception, how yeah. you perceive things. And that, that's a good analogy about that because you can, we travel around the world, we really notice it. I really notice I have an accent when I'm in Australia <laughs> or when I'm in New Zealand and UK. But if I um, st- head out into the States or here, I don't have an accent. <laughs> and, and that um, has especially, and it's just eye-opening for me too, is that the concept of gender is, is so flexible and so movable depending on what society yeah. thinks. And of course, we're all human, and we always think there's progress, and we always think how we're doing it today is the right way. Yes. And when we look back, we look back what? Well, everyone I, thought that a long back way. 20 years, and we think, okay, this is, this is what we've learned for 40 years. Well, we've been going around, humans have been around for whatever, 400,000 years. So when we look back on things, we don't really get a good perspective, especially in this internet age and TV age where everything goes so fast, apparently. Yeah. And it's funny when we talk, because we are of a certain age, and you talk to somebody and you go, well, way back in 1997, I go, way back in 1997, like <laughs> yesterday. Like I was yesterday. 
So how about way back in 1214? What was happening with gender there? How about way back in, you know, 1000 BCE? What was happening with gender? We have no idea. Actually, we don't have any idea. No. But we guess because that's we take, bring our perceptions yeah. forward. Yeah. So that gender is a big thing, again, coming up in the society. And I think that's great that that program is being focused on that. Yeah. And I th- it's focused on everything. So any kind of thing you're doing with SP or other hypnosis for that matter, is that you have to sort of stay open. And, uh, you know, I always say what I need for my clients to come is to be open to possibility. That's mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. But the hypnotist has to stay open to every possibility. As well, yes. Every possibility. And some of them you won't even know till you meet it. Right. and Because I, I think that's interesting I, I want to talk about in this show is the resolutions and gender stuff. Mm-hmm. Is you come at it from a, a very open and understanding that we're driven not by what we're thinking at the time or, or our mm-hmm. conscious level. We're driven yeah. by a lot of stuff beneath that. And you see it, of course, with clients and, and recognize it in yourself, mm-hmm. which yeah. I think is important. I do recognize in myself because I notice when I get stuck and I say, oh, was, I'll say, well, wasn't that a limiting belief? Right. You know, oh, my gosh, to think that that's what I was programmed as. And then I'll, I'll something I'll have brought it to my awareness and I'll say, wow, that's interesting. So it's always about continuing to move forward, being more open. And, you know, people think, oh, that's crazy. I have to stand my ground where I am and all mm-hmm. that. I am a strong person. I don't think being strong is being rigid. Right. And I think that's interesting on you on limiting beliefs because limiting beliefs are, are self-justifying. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to do that because I'm, because that might happen, so I'm not going to do that, so I don't do that because I'm not going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> so you never, you've got yeah. to, as you say, open to possibility. Well, I wonder what would happen if I did that. Yeah, what would happen if I did that? Allowed that to happen. And allowed myself if, to feel. Yeah. Because one of the ultimate biggest things to deal with as a hypnotist is the people who have stopped feeling. The, the frozen people. The frozen people who the only way they can keep going one foot in front of the other is not to feel. And but the trouble is, if you don't feel, you don't feel the good in you. you, you sure, you've man- managed to keep the uh, bad mm-hmm. feelings for you at bay for that short time. It eventually, it will get you somewhere. But you also can't feel anything good. Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, I meant to mention this back on the resolutions and setting up things. If you focus on one aspect of your life and because yeah. and, you, you focus in, that's like listening to, I'm only going to listen to guitar music and, that, and that's all music, it's just guitar music, that's it. Mm. Well, guitar music is great, but it's not everything. No. And we have huge potential. So you allow yourself to um, embrace that potential, shall we say. And don't you notice that even with something like music as a good example, Mm -hmm. is that your tastes change continuously over decades. The music, uh, or unless we get to be like, wow, those kids listen to what they're (laughs) listening to. But but I happen a lot to like a lot of the stuff the kids are listening to. And I maybe was a bit of a headbanger myself. But... Understanding You're Mozart again, right? Mozart, yeah, Mozart. Yes. <laughs> no, but yeah, I think I had a bit of a bias, and this is developed at a young age. My parents listened to nothing but classical type music, and not all classical, but there's also that continuously primes me for that. Mm-hmm. But then the rebellion part of you <laughs> says, "I'm going to listen to some heavy metal now." <laughs> oh, and it's time to go to break already. Uh, we'll see you on the other side. Thank you. 
Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Hi, this is Inez Simpson. Thanks for listening to the show Hypnosis Everywhere. If this is the first time listening, well, we have a whole treasure trove of shows archived here and on Voice America page and in Hypnosis Everywhere website, all free for you to listen to anytime. The first year's broadcast showed the amazing diversity of the talent and the skills of those people who make up our fascinating hypnosis community. This season, Hypnosis Everywhere, the next level, will delve deep into where modern hypnosis is now taking us, the new discoveries and adventures as we explore this infinite mind of ours. And we explore Simpson Protocol Hypnosis that is taking us higher and deeper than ever before. We'll talk about the astounding insights that show us how our mind can shape and change our lives for the better. So come join us on Hypnosis Everywhere, amazing people who are on amazing adventures in this world of hypnosis. We know lasers are in use in almost every aspect of the medical profession these days. Now there's a powerful, unique, and safe laser you can use at home. Quantum scalar wave lasers using Tesla technology allow the body to do what it does best, heal itself. Scalar wave lasers work down to the cellular level and can even reset cellular memory for outstanding outcomes. The quantum lasers use three different wavelengths in one laser for optimum results. It's government approved and safe for home use. For more information, visit Simpson Protocol slash lasers or click the banner on this show's webpage. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You're listening to Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol. To reach the show today, send an email to Inez, that's I-N-E-S, at InezSimpson.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back. Hi, Martin. We're back. So Back on our heavy metal show. Yeah. <laughs> but you wanted to do, uh, say something about the sex program just before we go on to going back to the beginning of how to get yourself mm-hmm. uh, where you want to go this year. Well, I think that um, the sex program, because it's, it's sex, that's, that's physical aspects yes. of, it, of the body. And it's very important to us, as you say. Yeah. And gender, which is a huge issue. And also, uh, the other thing? Oh, relationship, the concept yeah. of relationship. How, how to expose yourself in a relationship, if you will, to get the, the most. Yeah. And I think that's what the program Honesty offers. Honesty and, and, you know, when you do that, when you can communicate with mm-hmm. each other and, uh, you know, people say, well, I have to boundaries. I'm going to put up my boundaries. I, I don't always like to look at it like boundaries. Yes, that is the truth, that you mustn't let people you walk, walk on you. Yeah, that's right. But. There is also the part that you are open enough to understand each other. There's about opening more than boundering. <laughs> opening and boundering. Boundering. <laughs> but so, would you agree with that or not? Uh, yeah, yes, I think. I think I know what you're saying. <laughs> I think. But you always say in in the, in the session where you're talking to hypnotists, etc. It's, it's we never think about self, or we we are told not typically to think, in our yeah. society not to think about self. Yeah. Self-respect, self-esteem. Yes. And that's an important aspect. Yes. But also, that's an, that, that's an aspect to protect your self-respect, self-esteem, yes. self-love, etc. But balance. that doesn't mean you don't allow yourself to connect to no. somebody else. 
And those things are the most important thing. We've been told all these things for life, you know, mustn't be vain, selfish, all those things. And, you know, it is about self. You want to get to be about you. Mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't mean you become selfish. So oh. the, the connotation of the words have um, actually changed how we look at that. And many people, they will always go outward and outward and help everyone mm -hmm. else except right. themselves because of that. And that is one of the most things I work with most in, in that chair. And I think that's, uh, if you will, that's almost a female problem of, of feeling, especially I think because society especially puts them on, that's a, that's a gender issue. That's a gender issue. That women have to help the family, yeah. have to help the kids, have there, to do this. Have there isn't that there isn't some males that do mm -hmm. that, but percentage-wise, it's definitely a gender issue for the women. And that's something that you work on a lot, I know. And then a lot of them, like women like me included, if we come to about 50 and we say, well, what about me? <laughs> I was asking that before. Yeah, well, before you're so busy just catering to the family and catering to everything else that you don't always think about it. It's suddenly when they've grown up and they move out, the kids move out and this happens and suddenly there's change. Mm -hmm. And the change suddenly highlights that you have not done anything for yourself for a very long time. Right. And I, so anyway, back on that, yeah. pro, that's a good point, but back on that program, I just want to finish up with, because just looking through it and seeing what you're doing with it, I think if you're a hypnotist out there and you're thinking about it, it's a great, I hate to say market, but it's a huge part of what's happening to people. And uh, people with gender issues or possibly even just basic sex issues will, not, will, will definitely need to trust the hypnotist. They're not going to come to you if they don't think you understand their position. So yeah. maybe reflect it on your website or reflect yeah. if, it's, if, you, if you're interested. Yeah. If you're not interested in that issue, there's, there's great not, things there's to deal with. There's lots of many things that people need but to deal with. But it's pretty much an ignored aspect. You look on a hypnotist website, it's smoking and it's uh, weight and Tip anxiety and, and stress. But they don't mention sexual issues. But that's a huge part of people's yeah. lives and it's another repressed part of people's lives. So it's something yes. to work on. I think a lot of us need to work in that area. I'm, Why are I'm you looking at me? I'm looking at myself. <laughs> <laughs> I just happen to be looking at you, but I was thinking about myself. Anyway, uh, as we go along, and that's what we're always moving forward, we're always challenging ourselves on points. But getting back to how you're going to start your new year and how mm -hmm. you go about it. Well, first of all, I think you need to find out if you have any sense of where you want to go first. So you can do that. And the usual sort of thing is writing down all the things you don't want in your life and then shifting them to what you do want and start to figure out logically and rationally mm -hmm. first where mm -hmm. you want to go. But then you need to start doing some self-hypnosis and going within and getting uh, the feelings, the, what you need to do, uh, all those things. So I think what you're saying also, you have the free self-hypnosis site and they're welcome to go do that. But yeah. self-hypnosis just, doesn't just mean what we all think of self-hypnosis. You're, you're basically talking about finding a way to connect to other parts of you that yes. are probably the strongest parts of you and yes. probably no more yes. where feel, yeah. they feel where the right place is and yeah. trying to connect to that. Because I know I did a lot of business goal setting with people in groups, etc. And the question, you could just say to it doesn't matter, you've got 100, you've got 1,000 people in front of you, say, okay, you've got five minutes, what do you want? Write it yeah. down. And no idea. Oh, well, or more money, uh, um, uh, ha happier, a uh, bigger <laughs> car, just random stuff. Yeah. Because we really didn't take, 
we don't take much time except maybe here in the new year yeah, to think about us or us what do, what, do, what do i want okay what do you want what do you, do you want just and you don't even have to do formal hypnosis you can sort of close just close your eyes for a moment and put yourself in the feeling of what, how you would like to feel what is it that you want to live your life as i know there's there's, there's lots of tools you know imaginary tools to do that and you well what would my best day be like and but then we tend to in, in this society tend to go well well all the bank accounts are good i've got lots of money i'm on a beach i'm drinking things with drinks with little umbrellas in them <laughs> really because when you get there even if, if you ever got there you know you think what the hell am i now this is the, okay but. you're in the same place but in the sunshine having <laughs> yeah, you are still there <laughs> still, still you, you. So, and I used to do that. I used to train people to do that. Okay, imagine your best day. What's it like? And who are you with? And who are your friends? And all that. But really, that is so... It's, um, it's very difficult from to... from the logical, yeah. uh, rational. And you, it's working from point here, this point now. Well, mm. This point now is trying to uh, go to that point there. Yeah. That's an illogical assumption. An illogical, rational way. That's like saying, well, the people in... The, the Stone Age men did this because we think we did that. We do this. That's, that's, that's two hundred thousand years ago, and you're trying to make a judgment. You have no idea. It's same. With, you can't go from A to B without going from A to B. So, but I think this is trying to get onto your point is that inside of you there is a part that does know what works. Yes, and it's a feeling part, and you're allowed to find that. Yes. Is what you're saying. So just go within more often. You, are you expecting you've never done it before? You'll go in, uh, nothing happened. Nothing happened. Anything. You know, that kind of thing. Well, don't expect to be there right away because you can be, and especially if you're doing it with a hypnotist, mm-hmm. uh, that could be, you know, more productive. But if you're wanting to do it on your own, which is fine, you just may have to do a little more work. Well, it's sort of, a, sort of a, almost a meditation, set of meditation yeah, time aside. Yeah, and meditation are, are brothers or sisters or whatever you want to call it. The only difference that I can see is that we use the trance state to get an, an issue mm-hmm. uh, released. Meditation so, is just an open... And meditation is just about becoming into that peaceful place. And, and most people don't seem to do it too well. Well, I think it's, you know, they, they talk about, easy, uh, they're talking these days, because uh, there's always a new trend, is mindfulness is the trend, which yeah. is sort of like hypnosis, and, yeah. and it's becoming accepted, but that's still good, because it is allowing people to get to some place that that's works right. for them. That's right. And it's just like, you know, when I was 16, I took uh, TM, Transcendental Meditation, changed my life at that time. It was the first uh, move to where I am today. Mm-hmm. So, it, I, mean, I still do it? No, because I do self-hypnosis, but there's really no difference in and that. I, and I notice also that, um, you know, the, the movers and shakers on people, t- teaching people how to, you know, the four-day, the three-day work week, four-day work week, whatever, the, and, and maximizing your potential and all that, is a lot of them is, well, you get up at 5 a.m., go to the gym, do this, do this. You fill the day with stuff. But, but there are some people who seem to have got it down and they pretty much always say you got to set aside sometimes it's just you doing yes. nothing just sitting there yeah go sitting on a rock looking out at the water doesn't matter that's about that's a meditation yeah you know um, and don't expect god to speak to you because you're doing it for, for on a wednesday you know oh, and don't expect to hear it in a voice like somebody might but 
you know, don't don't have expectations around how you will start getting your information. I think that's on when you're teaching people. It's always we always come to it with well. If they're doing it that way, then I've got to be able to do it that way. If they feel that, then I've got to be able to feel that because then I know it's the right thing. Yeah, there's no right thing. And that's what I teach most of my hypnotists is that that's the most thing they have to be careful of. When people start learning how to do hypnosis and they get put in hypnosis and they feel it this way, they see things because they're visual, they're this, and they expect everyone else to have the same experience. No one has exactly the same experience. All right, and your experience is the right one. Yeah, the person's there's no wrong and even if it's nothing it's still the right one at that time, time. yeah and i noticed that and i think interesting uh somebody was saying i think well, i might do if it's one of your clients or whatever or they were talking about something of well this person has or my kid has this disease because they're not visual they don't see things in their head you know? yeah <laughs> really no. it's only about 20 percent of the people do <laughs> yeah, we're all in trouble but, uh, the, but I don't remember that, but it doesn't matter. But I, I mean, I've yeah. seen it around. It's actually got a name for it. If you can't visualize in your head, you don't have a mind's eye. It's actually got a name for it now. And I probably have a drug for it, too. Oh, problem. But that's craziness. It uh, is craziness. I think it's all about developing the trust with the self. Yes, that is the biggest thing. And how it. does one do that? And that's a step-by-step, putting one foot in front of the other. But that's the start, is going with it. And, of course, a lot of us don't actually, because we've never done it, and maybe because of what we're told, we don't like being with ourselves much because stuff comes up. Yes. Uh, if stuff comes up, you know that's a good thing for you, that you need to address those things. You keep A lot of people do it by journaling not the way I did it, but that's, uh, I have a friend and she's mm-hmm. been on here many t- a couple of times, Wendy Weber. You she's can go back and listen that. to her. And she, and she journals and all the time. She has, checks her dreams. So there's different ways of doing things. And it depends what you feel, sense, or know about yourself yeah. and what would work. There is no one path there is no. to finding yourself. No. But stuff comes up just the same way as if you did yoga or did any kind of exercise you haven't done before. Stuff comes up. You, you, you release tensions and toxins in your yeah. body. Stuff comes up. Yeah. It's okay in your mind too, yes? Yeah. So all meditation informs some is flowing uh, active physically and some is just sitting and being within. So uh, there's all different types of things to do. Okay, well, one minute and... Um, our anniversary show is over. It's all it's done. It's done. Oh, my goodness. Anyway. So what's in store this year? Hypnosis <laughs> everywhere. Well, as usual, we're still going to go and cover people that just do things good and for other people, do helping people, all that. And getting from uh, from inside, they get this thing to do things for people. We'll stay with this, the show and, and we can find, yeah. maybe you'll find uh, things that resonate and then follow that through. Well, because a podcast I, for me, yeah. I think the podcast is important because it's the ultimate media that's out there that actually is helpful. I feel I th- there's Reaches many out. people doing great stuff, mm-hmm. but we only hear the bad stuff. So, and on that note, look for the good stuff, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for being a part of the show today. Be sure to tune in next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel for another edition of Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol with host Inez Simpson. We can't wait to have you join us again next week. 